Hi, welcome to Bite Size Bible Studies. I'm Brother Luke. If you haven't been here with us before, our goal is to spend a few minutes together in God's Word, let it activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. Uh, we're going to look at a passage that, to me, has just been <laughs> so, so important to reflect on, especially this year, right? I don't know about you, but I've had so many conversations with people about 2020 and how this year has just been crazy, how it's been, you know, so so many different things have happened that don't seem possible, that don't seem real. Um, and they just happen one after the other, after the other, after the other. In fact, I was uh, talking to a group of people today and they were like, man, I can't believe it's about to be July. I, I haven't even emotionally processed March. <laughs> and yet here we are four months later. And I think it's an important thing for us as Christians to realize that we have to find balance and actually kind of almost imbalance in our, our focus on the things of the world, right? We need to be good citizens. We need to understand as exiles, right? People who are from the kingdom of God, but live in the world in a way behind enemy lines that yes, we have a duty to go into this world and make disciples. And yes, we want to make this land as beautiful and as peaceful and as loving and as good as it can be. But we're not from here. This isn't our home. Uh, we're not from here, and this is not where we're going, right? We we are different from this world. We are set apart from this world. And so I think we've got to be aware, yes, of what's happening, but always remembering that we are from the kingdom. And we have a kingdom focus, and we have a desire for the kingdom, a hunger for the kingdom. And most importantly, because of that, we have a peace. And so today we're looking at John chapter 16. And in John chapter 16, uh, in verse 31, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's getting ready for what he knows will be a, a time of great pain and hurt, not only for himself personally, but also for his, for his disciples. Right, His earthly ministry is about to come to an end. He knows he's going to be arrested. He knows he's going to be beaten. He knows he's going to go through this mock trial. He knows he's going to be killed. Um, and he knows for three days, they're going to be in despair. And so he says something here that I think is so important for you and I. Important for you and I to focus on, to keep in our hearts, to keep in our minds. Especially during times like this where it feels sometimes like the world is going crazy. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I read the headlines and I, I, I read all the things that are happening. And I'm like, am I the only one that thinks this is crazy? Am I the only one who who... who just can't believe all these things. And when we hear Jesus' words here, it reminds us the reason that's happening is we're, we're being sucked in too much to the world and we need to pull back from it. We need to pull back from it and center ourselves. And so here's what he says. He says in verse 31 of chapter 16, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. It's such a simple and short verse, but it's, it's so profound because it reflects a couple of important things. First and foremost, always look at what it says about God. 
What does this tell us about Christ? What does it tell us about his character? It tells us this, the reason Christ could do what he did, right? The reason Christ could shed all of that power and come to earth in the body of a human and be hungry and cold and beaten and hurt and persecuted and betrayed and and all the things that happened to him, the reason he could do that was because he kept his focus on his relationship with his father. In his father, he had everything that he needed, right? He says, and yet I'm not alone. Because why? Because the father is with me. See, brothers and sisters, we may sometimes feel that way as we look around at the world, that, hey, the world's gone crazy, or no one thinks like I think, or, you know, I, 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 I don't fit in. And in those moments, what we have to remember is you were never meant to. And you're never alone. You are never, ever alone because you have God the Father in your life. You have the Holy Spirit that he has placed in you. And you have the relationship with Christ, our Lord, who leads us and guides us. In our relationship with God, we are not alone. And what Jesus showed is that if you have an intimate enough relationship with God, if that is your primary focus, then in that relationship, you will have peace. And so we see with Jesus this wonderful example of a man who went through unbelievable pain and hurt, who went through ostracization, who went through all of this terrible things. But why was he able to do it? Because he kept the relationship with Father God first and foremost. And we need to do that too. And the second thing that he reminds his disciples is, look, in the days to come, you will be scattered. You will be apart. You will be alone. Do not have fear. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And, and I love this because it, it kind of reminds me of how it feels right now. Right? For a lot of us, we're still in a world where maybe we're not going to church on Sunday and getting to you know, hug brothers and sisters, to see face-to-face the people we love and care about, to see those who are in our support system. We... We almost feel like those disciples who will be scattered, right? They will no longer have the strength of that group in the physical form. But what Christ reminds them in this moment is, this is when you hold strong to what's most important, which is your relationship with Christ. And in him, you have that peace. And in him, you know that he has overcome this world. Brothers and sisters, we are never going to make this world perfect. And so if you are putting your hope, if you're putting your, your peace or hope for peace in politicians or politics or social justice or any of the things that the world has, it's not going to happen. And that's not to say that we don't work in those things. It's not that to say we don't put effort into it. It's not to say that we should ignore those things. But we have to remember that first and foremost, above anything else in this world, we are children of God. That's the first thing. And if we have the deep, intimate relationship with God, if we have that right, then what we know is all these things we see happening, as ugly and as terrible and as fear-inducing as they may seem, we have peace. Because He has overcome. We've already had our darkest day. Our darkest day is when that sin sat upon our own shoulders when the only path forward for us was a path that went right through hell and to hell. And what happened in that dark day? 
Christ came and in the power that only he has, in the love that only he has, in the light that only he can be, he pushed back that darkness. And if he can overcome that, then he can overcome this. And so brothers and sisters, my encouragement to you, my prayer for you, is that you won't allow yourself to be sucked into this year, into this world, into this culture, and that you'll be able to pull back, get into the word, get into a deep, intimate relationship with your God and allow him to overcome all the things that are trying to bring you down. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope that God blesses you and I hope God uses you greatly. And I will see you soon.